Today we are going to be talking with Brian Falchuk. He is an author, a speaker, and a coach helping people change their lives. Brian has also been a successful C-level executive. As a certified behavior change specialist, Brian is a three-times best-selling author, including his book, Do a Day, and the 50-75-100 Solution, Build Better Relationships. He speaks regularly on the subjects of motivation, culture, relationships, and overcoming challenges, including delivering three TEDx talks. He has shared his message over 200 podcasts and radio shows and has written for more than top publications such as Inc., Magazine, the LA Times, and Chicago Tribune. Brian, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. I can already tell you that this conversation is going to be a really good one today. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy. I'm really excited to be here on the show. Well, I want to just jump right into it if you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, what exactly? Okay, I'm going to actually back up. <laughs> what, what got you here to talking about all of this that you do to help other people and lead other people? What kind of is the backstory behind that? Yeah. Well, so I think um, like a lot of the things that ultimately can really impact our lives that come from a particular person, if that person didn't go through the things that need impacting, it's a lot harder for their their lessons and their advice to really I think to really resonate and to have the impact that it needs to have because it's not necessarily coming from that same genuine place. So my reason for being here and and for doing the work that I do is really simply because I needed it myself. Like my life was nowhere near what it could have been, um, let alone should have been. And there's like decades behind that. Um, and I just I, I always had excuses for not addressing it and. I will say, like, while I wish I had woken up and changed things just because, it took um, this this very real moment where in 2011 it looked like my wife was going to die, and uh, she's still alive, but she has a chronic illness, and it was really coming to a head, and we had just started our life together. You know, our son was, like, two, and um, I got the call from the doctor that was, you know, this is it. There's nothing else to do, and, and he was going on vacation was just like, I'll check in with you in a few weeks. And um, if you did the math on the downward spiral she was in, she wouldn't survive that long. And, um, you know, that that was my kick in the face to re-examine how I was and how I was living and whether, you know, I was like doing all the things she needed physically and logistically, but was I there for her the way I needed to be? And was I there for our son who you know, as far as I knew, was about to lose his mother at like this incredibly young age. Um, and it really, it forced me to relook at justifying the way I had been living and uh, basically not taking that excuse anymore. I was, I was completely driven by anxiety and had been my whole life. And while in some ways it had served me really well, the reality is like most most of our bad habits or our codependencies or you know the the things that um, we claim are you know like are, are good for us. I got a friend in college who was like he had a drinking problem and he swears that he did his best work when he was drunk. And it's like you know as much as you may be thinking that in the moment, granted that's pretty extreme, but whatever our situation is that we're latching on to that thing that's disruptive but comfortable. Um, it's not serving us. And so I had my forcing moment to come free from that. And the progress and the process I went through to move my life forward is what I share with others. I love it. That's super powerful. And isn't it the hard stuff that really um, congregates that change, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's 
it's a necessity. And I think that, to be completely honest, I think those are the things in our lives that are used. They're actually gifts to us. Yeah. I know that that's hard to say that, but it but it really is. Um, and I try to tell people that are going through hard things, like, there's good that's going to come from this. You just don't know why, quite sure what it's going to be yet. Yeah. And it's, it, it is. It truly is. It's that pain that forces us to change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, at a really basic okay. level for anyone who exercises or has exercised, like that feeling you have the next day after your first time working out, it's called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. The reason is like exercise tears your muscle tissue and it's the process of being torn and growing back that makes it stronger. So like you have to get through hardship to come out stronger. And it would be so nice if we could just look at weights and be like, oh, okay, now my muscles are big, but it doesn't work that way. You do, you know, you need to feel it deep down at your core. And sometimes that takes real struggle for us to be willing to look at it, but also to figure out, you know, it's not just having the answer, it's how you arrive at implementing that answer that actually creates lasting change. Because, you know, we've all seen like the yo-yo diet, right? You know, like you lose the weight and a year later, you're back to needing to lose the weight or, you know, whatever the timing is. That's not what we want with our life. We want to move to a better place. And sometimes that does take those tough moments of real change because we had no alternative. Absolutely. I mean, I, Brian, you're talking to someone, um, I know you probably don't know much about me and my story and, and everyone that's listened and follow along, but I think we all have our own, you're talking to someone that's struggled in almost every aspect of her life. Mm. Um, even really healthy things, right. That I've done in extreme measures, um, that can become not good. If that oh makes yeah. Sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that we all, we all have room to grow and it's never ending. I, yeah. you know, I like to say that we're either growing or we're dying and I want to grow forever ending. Yeah. Um, I love that. And, but and I, I really feel like we're in, when we are in states of growth as well, not painful growth, right? But just like open growth and like get into a rhythm of a flow is when we are in our best states. Yeah. Um, so growth is something that I, I want to do all the time. Um, but it's those painful growths that, like you said, that really do stick. Um, and I can, can relate, you know, you saying the yo-yo. I mean, yeah, you, you know, uh, I've done those things too. Um, yeah. I can sit here and relate. And I think so many people can. So let's dive in and, and talk about how you help change people's behaviors then. Yeah. And exactly what is this do-a-day method that you talk about? Yeah. So this thing that was was birthed in this uh, the single phone call from that doctor in the aftermath of it is what I call do-a-day. And you know, the 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 uh, working out and the weight loss stuff, like I'm not just throwing those things out. That's a huge part of my story. Like I was very obese through my whole childhood into my teen years and I lost weight when I was 18, but <laughs> I put it back on. Right. Um, and it, it was, it was that moment in 2011 where things changed and I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am now, which was halfway to what I had lost. I'd, I'd lost a hundred pounds and that hundred pounds that I had to lose, that was the amount I had to lose for years and years. Um, and it was always too daunting. And this is a really good analogy for where the name do a day comes from is you know, every day, whatever it is that you're facing, you get up and you see this mountain in front of you, whether it's a hundred pounds or saving to buy a house or, you know, dealing with trauma that you've experienced in your life. That's just too crushing. And we look at that summit and, and it's too much, right? I can't step from where I am here to 12,000 feet higher in one step. I can't do it. I, I'm crushed. I give up. Or maybe, you know, you try and you start working really hard and you, 
you're going to the gym or you're working through it with a, a therapist and you know you're really in pain as these things are coming out and you look in the mirror and you realize I still have, you know, maybe you're killing it in the gym. You still have 99 pounds to lose. And I have been in that exact spot multiple times or maybe 95 pounds or whatever it is. It is a crushing amount, just as much as a hundred. And it feels just as impossible, especially when you look at, well, look at all that I put in and this is the only progress I've made. So when we frame it like that, where we're looking behind us at like, oh, you know, this was so hard. How can I do this? And, and all the things I went through and the pain I felt, I don't want any more of that. Or I'm looking ahead and I still see that summit that is so far out of reach and so crushing to look at. And I'm left to cower in the right now. That's the problem that we all find ourselves in. And look, like the entire world is in that today and has been for months. Is like, when is the pandemic going to end? What, you know, I, I know like no one wants to talk about it and the new normal and whatever, but like we're all living a piece of this. You know, what, what do we wish that we had from before that we don't have anymore? And how much of the way things are, are we still going to have to get through? And will I get it or not? And will I lose my job or my house or my whatever? These are crushing things. The thing that you have to realize is just like losing 100 pounds, none of those things is happening right now. So I realized I don't have to lose 100 pounds today. I'm not stepping to the summit right now. I don't have to deal with all of my trauma and be okay in this one session with this therapist or, you know, whatever the context is. And when you start to reframe it and look at what's in front of you in this moment, what can you do in this day, right? Do a day to move yourself forward. And if you just look at that, knowing what your ultimate goal is, so don't lose sight of what the summit is, but just focus on the steps you need to take right now and do them as best you can in your current context. And what happens as you do that is it adds up. And so each one of those daily successes, and, and days an analogy, it can be five minutes, it can be more than that. It doesn't matter. It's, it's about the present moment. So what you put in in this moment to move yourself forward, add those things up. And what you find is those summits that seemed insurmountable, you often get there much sooner than you anticipated. And what you realize when you get there is, oh, that was a false summit. There's another one. And only now, instead of feeling crushed, I feel energized and I have self-belief that I can get to that one and I want to get to that one rather than being scared of it. And so your life ends up becoming this series of building towards success and better rather than constantly living in the shadow of your failures and what you can't do and how much crushingness is still in front of you. And having lived on both sides of that equation, I want the one that is about growth. You know, it's to, to your point before, I don't want to live in fear of myself and what I can't do or what I don't deserve or what I'm going to fail at or how hard it's going to be. That's, that's how I was living. And it's miserable. And it's miserable for me and for the people I care about. And it holds me back on a daily basis. And I want to help people be free of that. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. 
I mean, I think that that's so powerful. And um, so, so I own a company called Start Planner. A lot of people that are listening here um, have this Start Planner product, and we take one day at a time. So it's funny that you know this that we're talking about. It's so interlines with with what what you're saying. But I've actually changed up my entire routine. Mm. Um, talking about you know taking that one day at a time. I've had to rebuild my routines. I used to wake up and like jump straight into work. Mm. And I now like prime myself um, to get ready to be in that state, to be able to do the work that I need to. And a lot of that includes, you know, some journaling, some um, self-meditation, you know, uh, listening to music, working out, whatever that may be to whatever type of work I need to get in. Um, But we we talk about looking at the one day at a time. Yeah. But our entire product starts with the goals in the front. So it's all about visualizing. And it's this, this, you have to find this balance is what I like to tell people. You have to find this balance of, you want to vision and be able to see what your future holds. But yeah. a lot of times that becomes hard. I just want your opinion on this. A lot of times that becomes hard because if you put a, you put a, you, if you create a smart goal and you put a time to it, right? I want to make a million dollars next year. I mean, yep. maybe that's extreme, but I'm saying, you know, uh, what you're actually doing is limiting yourself. What if, what if something could happen that you could do that in 30 days? Right. What if that doesn't happen? So a lot of times you're talking about this idea of time. I've actually started to wonder, is time even a thing? <laughs> yeah. Because well, time is kind of relative to our eyes and our, and our mind, right? Yeah. Because if we're having a good time, the time goes by really, really fast. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of times, you know, talking about anxiety and depression, um, a lot of times it's that fear of, of what might happen or what might not happen that we start living in a state of anxiety. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm curious, how do you how do you personally and how do you teach people to overcome those things? So as you're doing these days, what are what are some takeaways that you could give people as they are approaching these days? Um, to not live in tomorrow, to not live in the past. Because majority of the time I've I've read so much research. Have you ever read the book A Happy Pocket Full of Money? No. You will have to read this because I think it'll blow your mind. Um but it's an amazing book. I, I forget the author of the name. I'm really bad with names. Um, it's David, David Gonkey. I don't know if I'm saying that wrong. Um, but it's an amazing book about time and about how to set how to set goals and how to approach the present moment with the most energy mm-hmm. that you can. So that's basically what you're saying is um, going into every single day, which is the present moment. You're not yeah. living in the past, regretting mistakes, wishing you should have, could have, would have. You're not worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Um, so what are some, some, some tactical things that you can give people to do a day, to live in that present moment? Yeah. So I do, I agree with your take on time. I think it's a useful construct to keep ourselves not on target. Not allow procrastination. That's the key, right? Yeah. That's why it's very useful. I agree. That's why we leave it in there. Right. And, and what you find is usually once you get rolling, you're too generous. So to me, time is not fixed, as you say. So it's like my first goal, I had gotten up to 222 weight, you know, in in, two, in uh, 2011. And I said, by the end of the year, I want to get to 185. And, you know, I'd done, I'd done the big weight loss before. I knew the, the tools to have. But what I did was I used that end of the year. And this was July 1st when I set that goal. So it was the morning after that call with that doctor. And so I plotted it. And I saw like, okay, well, what do I need to do? What's my strategy need? What does my strategy need to be to achieve that? So I used it to build a bit of a structure. But once I got rolling, I also recognized, you know what? There's going to be times where 
for whatever reason, I can't get to the gym that day. Or there's going to be times where I'm on a roll and I'm, I'm killing it and I'm actually doing better than I thought I would do. And so I don't want to be like, oh, okay, well now I can just, you know, kick back for a while because that's how we fall off of our passion and our drive. So I keep the end of the, the time in mind only at the beginning, but I'm constantly reevaluating as I understand myself better and my progress better to see, well, where do I need to change my approach to make sure I stay on task? Or maybe I've learned of a new summit and I want to do better than I thought I could. So in that example, I didn't get to my goal weight by the end of the year. I got there by my 33rd birthday, which was in October. So I was better once I got rolling than I gave myself credit for when I was in my starting place. And so I readjusted and reevaluated given what I had learned about myself, about my capabilities. And when my mindset shifted, my views on what I enjoyed working out wise and eating wise shifted. And so I was much better at supporting my health and wellness than I thought I would be. So time was a helpful beginning construct, but because I was so invested in the present, I was able to recognize when I deserve better for myself and I can push myself harder. So that's fair. Or like I've had a lot of surgery in my life and I've had a bunch of injuries. So sometimes it's like, okay, I now have a broken toe. Um, not, not literally right now, but I've faced this before. Um, I can't run. So maybe I need to look at things a little bit differently and how can I adjust? And obviously like, I don't want this to stay broken forever. So I need to respect that. And so maybe, you know, this aggressive path I had, maybe I need to work on something else while this repairs. So in, in all of these cases, what I tell people is like, stay very present in what you're doing right now and how it contributes to your whole and recognize like, well, what, what's happening to that whole as you contribute. And it is a lot about kind of speaking to yourself in the present, you know, checking in with yourself. I'm a big advocate for tracking things. Um, I love Excel. So like I build spreadsheets for a lot of the things that I'm tracking because I want to see every day. And it's, it's not, I like, I weigh myself every day. It has nothing to do with the fear of getting fat again, which is like half of my life before all this was, I used to describe myself as spend the first half of my life obese and the second half trying not to be, which is a pretty pathetic way to describe yourself, I will say. So I don't weigh myself out of fear of like, oh no, it's going too high. I do it to keep myself checked in with where my body's at and if my sense of where I'm at is accurate. And actually, most of what I need to do is recognize, you know what, I should eat more. Like I'm still around my target, but oh, I'm a little bit low right now and I'm feeling tired. Maybe I'm not eating enough. Um, so I do that to kind of just keep myself attuned to my present situation. And I think that's really critical. So I, I share with people either um, tips and tools they can bring into their daily practice to bring more kind of presence and mindfulness to it. Um, or set up a structure for them if they're not naturally doing that themselves. There's lots of ways you can create that through, you know, apps and, and online tools or a simple spreadsheet or just having someone to like an accountability partner who you can check in with who is going to celebrate you. Because one of the biggest pieces of all this is who's around you. And, you know, are you at a place where you're sure enough about yourself that when someone is questioning or hating or making fun of what you're doing, uh, is that going to throw you off course? You know, I had this conversation with my wife this morning about um, someone who was questioning. They're, they're very, uh, very money focused and concerned. So they're always worried about having enough. And 
I'm a solopreneur. And so, you know, out of love and compassion, like, shouldn't you try to find a job? And it's, you know, they mean well, but what if I wasn't sure about the path I'm on? And I didn't know about building my pipeline and my business and feel that I was doing the right things and genuinely seeing results and knew how to measure them for myself. A comment like that could really throw me. And I could spend the rest of the day after that phone call and probably beyond that, really like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? How am I going to support my family? And all these other things that right, they're, they're important things to be aware of. But just because that person has an insecurity about it because of their position and how they were raised and what they care about and where they are in their own journey, that doesn't mean I should. But have I surrounded myself with the right kinds of people, given where my mental state is, to be able to weather that kind of storm? Or, you know, I'm vegan. When I went vegan, lots of people in my family made fun of me for it or questioned, oh, you're getting too thin because they only knew me as chubby or fat. So if I lost weight, you know, they'd be concerned that I'm too thin because I don't look like the version of me that they know. And well, you know, maybe I'm going too far, but I'm watching it and I'm tracking what I'm eating and I'm going to my doctor and I'm getting the blood work and I'm seeing where I stand and what's, you know, what's working and what isn't. They don't know any of those things. But if I wasn't sure of myself and didn't have the means to stay on top of what I'm doing, that could shake me and could take me off course. And so a lot of it ultimately, like yes to the tools, but a lot of it ultimately is about self-work on your sense of self-love because you need that to be able to support a path forward. The house will sink if you build it on, on swamp land, right? Yep. I, I, yes, absolutely. Cause I'm, I'm sure you can agree with this when I say this. Yes. Mine, mine has sank before. So mine I've too. Had to re, rebuild foundations and that's where yeah. you learn. Um, but you know, to talk to, your, a cu- to a couple of your points, I mean, everything that you said, I'm just like, yep. Uh, You know, you're talking about pivoting. And I think that the art of pivoting is essential. And I think what we've lived through, you know, you know, talking about the global pandemic and everything, it's seeing that nothing is sure. And, you know, having this relative information, but constantly being open to the knowledge that you now have and pivoting to making new decisions. So like you said, a goal that you set, constantly looking and reassessing at those goals. It's not once a year you set a goal. It's you set a goal, you look at it. You reassess, yeah. you keep going, you, you, you reassess, you keep going, you change yeah. it, you keep going. Like it's constantly pivoting. And part Your of Your life's not once a year. No, and no. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we are evolving. Everything around us is evolving. It's not just going to stay stagnant. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that you talked about was really interesting to me because I also measure everything. Mm. I'm so dialed in on everything. I mean, I run chart of accounts on my personal finances. I, you know, no money here, no money there, but I also do it from, I know how much I'm sleep I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I track that. Um, I track the water. I track what I'm eating, all the, these different things as well. And the thing about it is, and I think that the biggest point to take away from that is tracking not only allows you to make different decisions, but that is where most of the growth also lies. If yeah. you will take the time to look at it, to study it, to see, okay, well, you know, like you said you weren't maybe getting enough calories or whatever. Yeah. Well, if you were tracking your sleep and you maybe are, I'm just saying this hypothetically, let's say it's someone else, you know, could it be that you're not getting enough sleep? Yeah. Could it be that you're not staying hydrated? Like, uh, you know, we're, we're one big thing. I also track, and I'm curious if you're in, you know, your opinion on this is energy. Mm. I mean, we are all energetic beings and I really think our quality of our life is the quality of the energy that we have. So think Mm. about it. 
you know, like we wake up and we have a really productive, awesome day and we're just focused. We, we kill it at the gym. We kill it home. We're excited to be home. Like our work was amazing and productive. What did we, what did we come with that day? Energy. So a lot of times for me, it's, you know, I look at my energy, like how was my energy that day? Well, how did I sleep the night before the couple nights before that? What was I eating? What was I consuming? How did I rest? How did I recharge? You know, what was in like who talking about the social circle? Yeah. Who was a, who was around me that, you know, people are either taking from your energy or adding to it. So being very careful that you are putting boundaries in place and making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people um, that will elevate you, that won't talk down to you. But like you said, also that self-love. So knowing in those instances that you can't that someone does doubt or does, you know, you're so sure and who you are and what you're doing that it doesn't even break that hemisphere of energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I think that's spot on. Brian, this was just a powerful conversation. Um, Thank you so much for this. Um, I I love what you're doing, what you represent. Can you leave everyone with, um, in in measures of extreme stress, Mm. um, how can you apply this do a day? Oh, so I, what I find is uh, a little mental check-in with myself when I'm in that moment. And it's whether this thing is happening right now. And I don't mean the feelings about it, because obviously you're feeling it right now, and that's fair. So don't invalidate the feelings, but say, you know, for example, am I going to be able to pay next month's rent, which is a very real thing that a lot of people are facing right now. Are you paying next month's rent today? No. Hopefully you're not. Um, so you don't need don't to. Don't that energy. Yeah, it doesn't need to consume you because what happens, then you cower. Then you may make the wrong choices because you're going to make them from a place of insecurity. And we never make the right choices when we make them from a place of insecurity. So recognize like, okay, I need to pay that rent. Now let me look at what tools I have in my toolbox today that could bring in some money full stop and without tying it back to this scary thing out there and focus on the creation, the doing rather than the anxiety of this thing that sits out there. Cause it's never, yes, it's never yesterday and it's never tomorrow, right? So whether you could pay it before or whether you have to pay it tomorrow, neither of those things is happening. So stop letting those rule your judgment and just ask yourself, is that happening today? The answer is almost always no. So once you get that no, say, okay, well, what is happening today? And what can I do about that? And you make those present day choices and they will add up. Doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. Doesn't mean you're going to make every goal, but it does mean you're going to do a far better job going after the things that really matter to you and putting yourself in a better position that builds on success. Plan for the future, take lessons from the past and live in the present moment. I think that's, that's a powerful Brian. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation and sharing with everyone today. Can you let everyone know where they can find you, um, your website, social media, all that good stuff? Yeah. So I try to make it easy, but spelling my name is not. So it's I'm at Brian Falchuk everywhere. It's B-R-Y-A-N-F-A-L-C-H-U-K. And you can also find my website is brianfalchuk.com. And that's where all my books and TED Talks and everything that I do is located. So yeah, connect with me. I love hearing from people. Awesome. You guys go give Brian a follow and we will be back next week with another conversation. Thanks again, Brian. Thanks, Christy. 
You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.